0: Hey, Booze. You're listening to Showdies starring Rob Adam and Pete on Speak Podcast.
1: We're here at DBA Brewing trying all of the beer. And uh, for our, our tens of listeners, <laughs> since, since we're at the grand opening, can you kind of. Kind of tell us what you're, what you're all about, what you're looking to do, and, and
0: absolutely welcome, guys. Uh, we're <laughs> Deviate Brewing, uh, a small, intimate uh, brewery located on the north side of Indianapolis at 96 in Michigan. Our whole goal is uh, to challenge uh, craft beer drinkers to deviate from the norm. Uh, basically, try stuff that kind of pushes your comfort level on uh, standard beer styles that you're traditionally used to to drinking. And we know Indianapolis is really exploding with the craft beer market and a a lot of good pilsners and wheats and and good traditional style beers are being made out there and what we wanted to do is really kind of find our niche which was in a market segment that was a little bit different take those standard beer styles and really push them forward like you guys are trying right now the main monkey business which is a uh, scottish strong it's a, a, a banana and coffee infused beer so two funky flavors that you probably traditionally wouldn't think of putting together, we're we're like let's do it, let's put that together. So
1: and it's nine percent, which I enjoy. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> you will find that we tend to uh, gravitate towards more It's the nine uh, to ten percent range, as we jokingly say, ten percent is my session beer. <laughs> so, what, so
1: what kind of drove you to deviate? Did you just is it something you personally enjoy? Did you feel like there was a space in the market for it? Or so, uh, well, two things. So one, we're longtime homebrewers. Uh, 18 years and
0: once you start homebrewing, you really kind of take the base beer style and then see what funky stuff you could do with it. And then sharing that with everyone and everyone saying, wow, I didn't realize you could get that kind of flavor into beers. It really just pushed us to to go that route. And whenever I go to a beer festival, what I look for is the beers that are different, the ones that are uh, off off style, the ones that you look for the biggest, longest line in there. And that's the ones that I'm typically hanging out in. So it's just about the excitement. The newness, the uh, the challenging of my taste buds to do something different.
1: If you were homebrewing before, I mean, a lot of the breweries we go to, people were you know brewers with other companies and wanted to do their own thing. What was your what was your background prior to beer? Uh, We
0: were homebrewers at Art and uh, just big beer aficionados. We attended all of the uh, the uh, local events and volunteered for them really got involved with pouring anything from hauling ice to pouring and just meeting with the brewers and talking with the brewers and becoming really good friends with all the local brewers and that kind of like bled into our mindset that hey we can take this homebrew thing and do it on a professional level and it just pushed us into that area and it's like well what market segment do we want it was already getting full on production style brewery so we said let's go with a little uh niche market and that's to make these fun beers and to push them out there
1: you guys intending to bottle any and start selling in the area, or? So our, our main uh, sales point
0: is going to be out of uh, the front of our house. So that's going to be growlers and pint sales. Okay. Uh, we're not looking to do production and go out and trying to find taps in the uh, in tap houses. It's, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of competition for that, so we're gonna sell it from here. Plus, we can control every part of it. I know where it's stored, I know the beer lines are cool, are clean, and I know everything about it, so it, it never leaves my hands. And I'm kind of particular about it, because when you're doing these kind of beers, it's you really gotta have them on point. Um, we are gonna do some limited bottle releases. So if we find a beer that really is catching on, or we got a 15% Russian Imperial Stout in the back called End of Days. If the world was going to end and you could only drink one beer, for me it would be a Russian Imperial (laughs) Stout. Ferro Age, coffee, uh, cocoa nibs, vanilla, all this fun stuff. And we'll probably end up bottling some of those stuff and releasing that as a limited bottle release. So it'll be probably corked in cage, hand corked in cage, you know, down-to-basic-level type stuff with volunteers. So our bottling will be limited release, and pints and growler sales is our predominant sales need.
1: What kind of a... Well, I suppose we could see a fair amount of it from from where we're standing, but those listening probably can't. What kind of a a setup do you have for we brewing.
0: So it's funny. We see People called in and said, hey, do you do brewery tours? I'm like, well, if you come into the place, you're basically <laughs> in the brewery. We're looking at 1,200 square feet here, and half of it is a tasting room. The other half is our brewery, and what we have is a five-barrel brew house back there. Uh, It's uh, from Psycho Brew, so it's two, two and a half barrels side by side, which really lets us be flexible. We can brew one big batch of the same beer or do two beers at the same time, two different beers at the same time, so we can really change it up. Our goal is to have eight constantly rotating taps and just keep changing things up. So we find that the, the beer connoisseur is kind of promiscuous in their drinking habits, where if I have eight beers on, they want to try all eight. And so that's our goal, is to constantly deviate and and have them uh, rotate. So when you come back, you might have the main monkey business. The next time it may be a blood orange IPA. It's really going to go all over the place. But uh, a nice little five-barrel system from uh, Psycho Brew back there.
1: So do you think there's going to be any that you may in the future determine is kind of just going to always be here? Or do you you like to just constantly...
0: So I think what we're going to do is, like, we're hop ed, so we probably will always have an IPA on. Okay. It may not be the same IPA recipe all the time. Like, if you look at this IPA that we have here, it's called Hop Supremacy. This is the OG version, which is the original gangster version, <laughs> which is the one that we really started with initially. And we have another version in the back where we're playing with different hops. So same style beer, different little different uh, hop varieties on it so if you like one you'll probably like the okay. other so we'll, we'll keep it close to the same but it's going to be switched up you know
2: so i know you um, you had said that it was your guys intent to kind of occupy to carve out your own area of the market space you want to give us a rundown on on some of the kind of different stuff you've got going on right now absolutely i mean if you look
0: at our beer list right now we run everything from uh, an ipa and a double ipa which is west coast style so if uh, you're thinking like Hopslam, uh, we're trying to, you know, findy the Elder, those type of uh, IPAs are really what we're shooting for on our IPA range. And that range is everything down to, we have a here called Rye Cone Chili, which is a rye porter with Chipotle peppers in it, which is really nice. Uh, and then it goes to Russian Imperial Stouts that we barrel age. Uh, one of them has coconut and coffee in it. Uh, another one is uh, vanilla beans. Vanilla bean to the max, kind of mm-hmm. like you dry hop something, we vanilla bean to, to the max. Called Orky's Vanilla. And uh, we have another beer called Strudel Cake, which is a Scottish Strong that's barrel aged with some coffee and cinnamon and chocolate. Really, really nice uh, flavors like that. So it's taking a base beer style and adding all kinds of fun flavors to it.
1: How... Awesome. How does how does one keep up with the the ever changing menu? Do you is is tr- Twitter the medium to follow there or, or absolutely?
0: How do we? So the best thing we got two things: one, we'll update our menu on Facebook, and Twitter is absolutely the easiest method for me to just say, hey, here's my menu for today. Come, come get it. So those two are the, are the best way to do it. And stopping by and checking it out frequently is, doesn't help hurt either.
1: Since, since you're new, what are, kind of what are the hours of operation in your location?
0: So initially, probably through September, we're going to be opening on the weekends only. So we're talking Saturday noon to uh, 10 p.m., Sunday noon to 6 p.m. Uh, once we get up and running and things fully going, we're going to be closed Monday and Tuesday to brew. Will be open Wednesday through Friday, four to ten, and then Saturday ten. Or I'm sorry, noon to ten, and then Sunday noon to six.
1: I was gonna say, like, uh, I mean, everything I've had so far, I really enjoy. And if you're gonna be constantly switching stuff up, this is a place to kind of hit like often the priorities. So,
2: and something that we we ask just about everybody that we um, that we interview because uh, we're kind of more geared towards you know either just getting into micro brews or guys who are micro brew guys but they haven't quite spent a lot of time doing the research but so somebody walks in the door maybe they've only drank a couple maybe they don't know a damn thing about microbrewing. what would you suggest for them right now?
0: Uh, easily yeah. try everything, <laughs> just because of what it says on the board. Actually, I wanted to take my menu and just put a beer name up there and don't persuade you or lead you to any direction. I want you to just try it and simply say, is it good or is it not? Or let me let me say that again. Do you like it or do you not like yeah. it? That's really how you need to judge beer. Don't get into oh it's this style or it's it's got this flavor. I mean, you guys mentioned that you might not be a big coffee lover yeah, in the really beginning, like but if you deliver it in the right in the right way, you may change your total outlook on things. You say a beer's too big. It's like try it. You, you just just be adventuresome and try it <laughs> and you may change your whole perspective. So don't shy away from trying stuff that's different and just because you're getting into the market. It's like just go
1: for it. Well, and as a I guess a bit of an editorial, I mean, everything on the menu tastes as described, yeah. and, and you've probably not really had anything like it before, so if something sounds appealing, that's that's extremely valid. I'd come in, pick something that sounds interesting, and just try it.
0: Yes, so. yes. So that's the great thing about samples. It's like, we'll let you try them all, and that's the best way to judge.
2: And... At 10%, I, I hope you're only letting them try at once. <laughs> it once. might have a couple people leave a little bit tipsy without ever having to get a tap.
1: You can have another round of oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, it looks like you're getting a little busy. Is there anything you wanted uh, to add at all? Or? No, we're... Uh, well, I'll add
0: that uh, we're excited to be in the Indianapolis uh, markets. Uh, I think it's awesome to see it growing and craft beer really taking off the way it is. I love new people getting into craft beer, and we're excited to take those people and uh, challenge their palates and, and try different flavor combinations and, and come up and just try some stuff that's uh, that deviates from the norm.
2: Cool. Well, thanks very hey, much. Thanks, I, fun, thanks you for your time. You just got done listening to The Speak Podcast with Rob, Adam, and Pete. Look us up on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook. Send us an email at thespeakpodcastgmail.com. At we are on blogger. We are on untapped. Please look us up, rate us, review us.
1: Good night.